time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Incredible. <laughs> incredible beginning to an incredible episode. Welcome, everybody, to Chance Time. That was so good. Uh, I am Paul Bills, and I, I am honored to have with us live Ryan Speakman. I'll explain that in a second. Once everyone's introduced. <laughs> uh, also with us is Curtis Lowe. Hello, Curtis. Hey, I am here. And very special returning guest, Davis Blount. All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. It's great to be back. Um, it's, it, it's been a minute. And yeah, I'm always happy to get the return invite. So thank you. Well, it's great to have you and your audience here with you, clapping for you. <laughs> How many returning guests have we had? That's a good question. I don't. Was I don't, our first returning guest last many. week? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, I guess. Wow, it's the new era of chance time. Returning guests. Wow. It doesn't seem right, I, but like I can't think of a counter example. But I just would have imagined we would have brought somebody back at some point. I I I was brought on in the understanding that I would be the first returning guest. But I I, I, I see that perhaps the timeline, the recording schedules didn't line up. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah, we we worked that out with your agent already, Davis. He assured us it would be fine. All right, yeah. My 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 my, my talent fee remains the same. <laughs> uh so just to explain real quick. Yeah, yeah, go for it. And also Great preamble. There's there's now a a post amble to this story as well. <laughs> uh my hard drive that contained the chance time theme song was seemingly disconnected. And so we decided to do it live. Uh, <laughs> I have my headphones on, so I don't even know if I played the notes, right? <laughs> uh, but now it is back online. Oh, wow. And so I think the fates decided to yeah that uh, was that was just a cruel trick to get you to play live <laughs> but yeah that was chance time theme live but yeah that was chance time history right there yeah next time we'll have to have flute guy to accompany us <laughs> he'd probably do it right we reached out to flute guy too he's usually free yeah um davis yes how are you I'm well. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know how many listeners will know my my normal speaking voice. I'm I'm a little bit below that right now, uh, hoping that I don't know. I just you know slept with my mouth open uh, as I am ought to do as a mouth breather. I try very hard to you know work those nasal passages, but sometimes I spend six to seven hours just and anyway uh so my, my my voice is a little bit lower uh but fortunately this is a pretty sexy sultry episode uh so yeah ready for the voice 
Right. <laughs> Peter's been bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, and he has. We'll get yeah, I mean, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, we'll definitely get into that. Yeah. Very naughty. <laughs> uh, Davis, uh, I, I, I think it's good to tell the listeners. I talk to Davis a lot. Uh, <laughs> Davis is my main contact on Marco Polo. And I don't know. I I feel like Davis knows a lot of my thoughts and opinions about Spider-Man in general. But unfortunately, less about my opinions of Spider-Man and more about my opinions of collecting Spider-Man books. <laughs> I, I, I think that it is really important to have people in your life um, who who are equally enthused about, about the things that you're passionate about. Um, one, one of the lessons that I've learned in marriage is that you do not have to share, um, you know, share, share a passion for the same thing to share interest in that thing. Um, but it definitely helps when you have someone who is as in the weeds as you are. And so Ryan and I spend a pretty good amount of time each week just chopping it up, uh, talking about our, our, our reading, our speculations, um, how we would run things if we were king of the world, and how it would be much better than the current state of things. The, uh, the last thing that I, I was pretty proud of is we were discussing potential uh, actors for Doctor Doom, and I'm very behind... Kieran Culkin for Doctor Doom now. Oh, yeah, that works. I don't, I don't think that that's is. like a. I don't. That's not like a front runner pick, but yeah. I just feel like he would like I'd go for get it. The vibe. So this is Macaulay Culkin's brother, Curtis. Yes. He plays Wallace Wells and Scott Pilgrim, and people love him in Succession. Is that the one? Yes. What's his that name again? Kieran Culkin. But, yeah. but yes, we've we've been talking a lot of MCU recently, so that's always fun. Uh, so that's everybody. Yeah, that's now true. That, now that the MCU has been forced by the courts into a new era pretty quickly here, so see what happens. Uh, listeners, let us know in the Discord if you think hashtag recast or hashtag no Kang. Good hashtags. <laughs> or or hashtag not my Kang if you do not like uh, who they pick or who the fan casts are. Even before they recast, you can begin protesting the recast <laughs> using hashtag not my game. Okay, well, uh, is it time for one thing? I think it is. I think it is. Is anyone just really itching to go first this week? 
I can actually go first. Mine should be quick. And then you guys can, can fight about who goes next. Uh, so quickly, I'll just let people know that um, uh, I'm back on the on the Game Pass PC train. I've got a Game Pass PC subscription again. Um, that's how I played RoboQuest, which I still very highly recommend to anyone who wants to play a roguelike first-person shooter. Um, but the next game I tried on PC Game Pass is Against the Storm, which has a pretty unique genre mashup pitch. It is a roguelike city builder, it calls itself. Mm. Um, although, to be honest, I, I'm not sure how roguelike it actually is, but it is interesting that, like, instead of runs you have settlements and you make multiple settlements and if your settlement is successful it like technically persists and becomes part of like your larger kingdom that you're helping rebuild um but i don't know enough of like the meta systems to really understand what all that means yet um but yeah it's interesting every like settlement you get different favor from the queen, which means you have a slightly different set of buildings to work with. Um, and then you're settling in these like unknown forest areas. And as you clear the forest, as your settlement grows, you like reveal different parts of the forest. And so you get these like events that happen because you've either encountered new like small villages or you encounter sometimes they're dangerous things like like weird uh ruins and stuff that are like threatening to your town and you have to figure out how to get rid of the like evil spirits to protect your town um so you have to like send workers with the right materials to to like perform a ritual or purge the ruins or whatever um so yeah it's a really interesting blend of things and there is like this timer going on where it's like the queen's impatience so if you don't advance your settlement fast enough the queen gets impatient and if she gets too impatient she'll actually like boot you off the project basically and you lose that settlement and there's this whole like meta progression that i don't know enough about yet but this is a extremely highly reviewed game that's been in early access for a long time. It's like 92 on Open Critic, um, and just had a 1.0 launch um, just like a couple of weeks ago. So I thought I'd try it because I always want to like city builders, and I never like them as much as I think I will. But this is one that I've gotten more into than others that I've tried over the past few years but i'm also not sure how much longer i'll play it um like i i've done three settlements and i'm like kind of getting the hang of it but i'm also like i don't i'm not super motivated to figure out all this like meta map stuff it, it seems like just one step too far right now for me to try to figure it all out but but it is it's a it's a great 
kind of core city builder and I just don't know yet about all the other systems around it but um I do think it's deserving of the of the positive reviews it's gotten especially compared to a lot of the other city builders I've tried recently uh so yeah there you go against the storm it's called roguelike city builder that I, that I'm not quite sure how it's roguelike but that's what it calls itself interesting do you think uh this isn't really a city builder, but I wonder if you like it. Because I, I do kind of think of this as sort of a city builder, Factorio. Have you played that at all? I haven't played Factorio, but yeah, I see what you mean by like the, yeah. the sort of city builder. I wonder if that's more your speed. I love Factorio, but I haven't played it in a long yeah, time. Everyone I know that's gotten into Factorio has gotten deep into it yeah it's very addicting and but you do get to a point where you're like okay i actually have to like study this in order to progress right. and i think that's kind of where i fell off <laughs> but you technically don't have to because you could just create the longest conveyor belt known to man instead of like build a train Is that a, the equivalent of like in Tears of the Kingdom when you just build a long bridge for everything? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just solve it, whatever it is. Um, I can go next. Well, yeah, go for it. So I have a lot of small things. If you are on the Discord, you know that I lost my, my streak in Hades finally. The shopkeeper destroyed me. I had no idea how to fight him. and Yeah, that's a hard fight. But it was well-deserved. I needed to be humbled at some point. <laughs> um, and then I've been dipping back into Pikmin 2. I decided I wanted to get everything, and that is a frustratingly hard game, those last couple levels. And a lot of people online were like, just reset the game until you you do it and i was like i don't need to do that i reset the game a lot now because it is <laughs> it will just take so much time and i'm just like i just want to see the end um but i'll, I'll give you guys a choice of what i really talk about would you like to hear about a game that I bought but have not played yet? <laughs> uh, but I'm very excited to play. Um, or would you rather hear about uh, the Disney Plus TV show, The Santa Clauses? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very hard choice. <laughs> Will you talk about the game that you bought in a future week if you don't talk about it now? Uh, probably, if I remember. But I, I do have plans to play it tomorrow. And I do have plans to play it during Christmas with my, my family as well. So Let's get into the Santa Clauses. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's timely. That's true. That's timely. Um. Just out of curiosity, uh, we'll go around the room and 
when did you guys stop watching Tim Allen Santa Claus movies? Curtis, what do you where where are you? I mean, I haven't start? watched it this year, but I probably will still. I watched it last year. Okay, but have you seen <laughs> one, two, and three? Oh uh, yeah, I don't remember the other two as much. I mostly have watched just the first one. Okay, Paul. Uh, oh, or Paul. Davis, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I have finished the Santa Claus one, two, and three within the past seven days. Wow. Hey. So I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I I I am uniquely uh, positioned for whatever this question is. <laughs> and Paul, what about you? Uh, I have definitely seen the first one several times, but I don't remember the last time I watched it. And I, I think I've seen at least two, but I don't remember it. So I, I am the least qualified for this discussion, it sounds like. All right. Well, here's what you got to know. I, similarly to some of you, had only seen the first one many times. Charlotte loves these movies. And so I have since then seen two and three. And then we watched the Disney Plus show, The Santa Clauses. And this year we watched season two of The Santa Clauses. There's uh, a second season? There's a second season. <laughs> and let me tell you, if you want to get some deep lore building you delve into this Santa Claus universe because it almost seems like they sacrifice writing and acting in order to just build the world more. Uh, Which that's that Santa Claus lore. <laughs> I do remember the first one, a certain episode happens and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I mean, I guess I can't say any more than that. Did you did it, you watch the first season? I remember watching it. I can't remember if we finished it. Okay. Well, the the first movie, everybody knows. The second movie, they add the clause that he needs to have a Mrs. Claus. Uh then in the third movie, there is is it Jack Frost? Is that who Martin Short plays? Yeah. Yes. And the escape clause. The escape clause, yes. He tries to take over uh, and become the new Santa Claus, and there is time travel involved. In the, the time travel, <laughs> in the, like, in the... Any, like any good threequel, yes, we get time travel. <laughs> yeah. v, v, via snow globes. <laughs> <laughs> in the in the first season of the Santa Clauses, we are introduced into the uh, the Santa verse. Which oh, allows yeah. that's uh, what I'm remembering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it allows Tim Tim Allen to uh, meet every version of himself that has preceded him. Um, Don't they make the joke does. of like, doesn't he call it Santa verse? Like, there's a few jokes about what they're gonna call it. Yeah, I I believe they they stick with Santa verse. <laughs> I think they yeah someone makes fun of it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, oh, and in it, not to get too into the first season, but I'll, I'll get more into the second season as it's fresh on my mind. Uh, there was an evil Santa named Magnus Antis who the elves deemed too evil 
So they turned him into a nutcracker. And the reason he was so evil is because he was just getting sick of how demanding people were. And so instead of uh, kind of sp- spreading Christmas, well, it doesn't have anything to do with that, but it's it's more, there's like lore added where Magnus Antis decided to use gnomes instead of elves. And then there was an elf gnome war. And that was dealt with by turning the Santa into a nutcracker. But then there's also a mystical being from a holiday we don't really know about that also sacrificed her powers (laughs) in order to turn this Santa into a nutcracker. It it, it gets into some wild territory, all while uh, Santa finds out that his new children, because, of course, Santa had Charlie in the first movie, and he, he sticks around in the second and third movie. And he's even in the first season, but... Yeah, I remember him popping up in the first season. Yeah. and But he now has two new children with Mrs. Claus. And one of them has Santa powers. The other one has witch powers. So he's got he's to deal with this, too. Uh, but essentially, this new show is just Tim Allen's other show, Last Man Standing. But if... Tim Allen was a Santa Claus. <laughs> I, I so coincidentally, I watched the first episode of season one of the Santa Clauses um, shortly before recording. <laughs> my 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 wife didn't even make it to the title card before throwing in the towel. <laughs> and I, I I'll admit. It was a brutal watch. <laughs> but there was that wasn't there a Peyton Manning cameo? Yes. Not, not. That is in the first season. Okay. Well, okay, maybe that wasn't the I don't remember what I, episode that was, but I, I laughed at that. I think Peyton Manning's funny. I, I'm 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 glad that I have something to look forward to. Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that my wife decided that this wasn't for her when Santa Claus is up on a roof. And he has yet another like head elf companion because the elves have got to be kids, and you know you can't use the same kid for twenty eight years. Um, <laughs> and this new elf is checking in on Santa. He's like, "Santa, best friend, best buddy," and she's like, "Nope, I'm not oh, doing this." Yeah. Um, I. I, I I don't want to lay all of my complaints at the feet of the Santa Clauses and act like it's the only show that does this, but in an effort to uh, be be more topical, I guess they they dip a toe into some of I don't want to call it like culture war stuff, but Santa is complaining about. Christmas cheer and like belief being down. And he says something like, I mean, you can't even say Merry Christmas to all anymore, which felt like maybe Tim Allen was just shooting from the hip, maybe a little ad libbing <laughs> going on. Yes. It is and, important to note that the Santa Claus universe is canonically Christian. <laughs> and they make it clear. And, and, yeah. And, and like, I just wait, does Jesus show up? No, just, but I just want that spoiled. Okay. Uh, he is mentioned. 
uh, in okay. the show. Yes. He, he he's he's another one of the uh, mythical figures that gets together with the Easter Bunny and uh, Mother Nature once a month to talk, uh, you know, talk about what's going on. Um, Fantastic. But no, he I I don't know. I've, I've only seen episode one, but he didn't show up, you know. Um, and and then there, there there was one elf like they they were talking about like naughty and nice and one of the elf uh, like Santa said that someone was naughty and um what 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 did they what what did they call it it was um like uh something shaming uh I I don't know I'm I'm th- th- this is horrible audio I apologize I wish I could rewind 30 seconds but anyway <laughs> a, a, a a little too like on the nose and topical for my liking but mm-hmm. I I may push forward for the lore and for Peyton Manning that's the lore is what it's all about for me and sometimes it's a struggle to be like, well, what should we watch? I guess we have more episodes of the Santa Clauses. Uh, you're like, <laughs> you're like in, in, in a world of all these eight episode miniseries, why did they do 32 episodes of this show? Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely something I'm glad I watched just to say that I know more about the lore of the show. Man, that's that's incredible. I don't remember the the gnome elf war. That that's exclusively in the second season. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's so funny. I do want to say though that I'm happy just because just because of a pun, three a trilogy <laughs> of three movies and two seasons of television have been created. <laughs> just because someone was like, you know what? Claus is also like Santa Claus and <laughs> the grammatical term, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, wow, it really is. We can make that into a movie. And here we are, <laughs> like 20 something years later. Well, that's that's my piece on the Santa Clauses. Wow. <laughs> is there any other Santa Claus or Santa Clauses? fans in the audience please let us know in the discord we would we would love to expand the santaverse of yes. chance time tell us where you were in the great gnome elf war <laughs> <laughs> i i i do want to like have it, enough knowledge about this this franchise at some point to write like the tie-in graphic novel or something like that <laughs> And add your own mark on the extensive <laughs> yeah. Santa Claus lore. Tell, tell it from the perspective of the gnomes who were just unfairly slaughtered during the Elven <laughs> uh, Gnome War. <laughs> just, just just because they got hired as subcontractors under one Santa. <laughs> they had just taken a second to try to understand. <laughs> Could have avoided the whole thing. All right, I'll, I'll yeah go I'll, for it. I'll go yeah I'll, I'll I'll go next because I I believe mine is pretty quick and I kind of uh, Shanghai Ryan's one thing. 
to, <laughs> to make it my own. Um, no, you didn't. I, I know how to fix the MCU. Whoa. I'm excited. No, that I mean that 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 was my one thing. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no preview for us. Just. No, just un, un, unfortunately not. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I, he signed a non-disclosure with uh, Kevin Feige <laughs> and working on some stuff. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Um, no, I, 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 I would feel selfish taking any more time, but I just want everyone else to know that I know how to fix the MCU. <laughs> may, maybe if you have me on again, I can, I can fix it for you. Uh, wow. Already gutted for his, the first third <laughs> repeat visitor. Bring, uh, bring me on for the Wolverine game review and I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to share my thoughts. And I hope you have to have new thoughts on the MCU by then. Yeah. I, I just detail exactly what has happened <laughs> in the intervening time. I, yeah. Can you just, just out of curiosity, can you give us your like, five sentence review of Gotham Knights. Something I know yeah, you recently so, played. Yeah, well and I, I'm I'm happy to do that because I believe my last one big thing was shaming Gotham Knights for um for for going back on their promise that it would be compatible with previous gen consoles. But in in the intervening months I have upgraded to I guess a current gen model, uh, what I used to consider a next gen model. Um, and I, I, I thought Gotham Knights was perfectly serviceable, um, <laughs> and, 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 an enjoyable game. I think that there were my, my, my one complaint is, by spreading the story out across four different characters, I never felt very connected to any one of them. And towards the end of the game, I started playing as like one or two characters exclusively to try and feel a little bit more connected. But even then, I, I, I never quite got there. There are, however, a few game mechanics that I think Spider-Man 2 could have maybe borrowed from uh from the from the Gotham Knights game that would have helped some characters shine, I feel. And I'll I'll get into that a little bit more later. Interesting. Um have we heard from everybody? I don't think we heard from Curtis. Yeah, I've got one yeah. as well. Okay, okay, yeah. I was like, I can't remember. You commented on other ones, but I couldn't remember if you had done your own. Was it my okay. turn then? Yeah, go for Is it. That was happening. Okay, sorry, <clears throat> I'm a little out of it. Um, I apologize for my voice as well. I am also sick, but um, we're all packed I... together in a bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm sorry apartment. whenever I cough on you. Yeah, I, I do my best to cough into my elbow, but you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> but yeah, 
Um, the game I want to talk about is called Pseudo Regalia. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Huh. Have any what? of you heard of this? No. 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 So this game, I bought it because it was six dollars, and I found it recommended by the cha- YouTube channel Iron Pineapple, which is a great YouTube channel name slash like online persona. Yeah. I just have to shout that out. Anyway, um, <clears throat> he does a, a YouTube like series. He calls it Steam Dumpster Diving. Um, he's but mostly he's he's essentially a Souls like YouTuber, and so he goes onto Steam and searches Souls like, and then just finds games that have that tag and plays it and then reviews it on his channel. And he does like hour long episodes of just like rapid not rapid fire, but like he shows him playing the game and then he kind of reviews it. Um, anyway, this is one of them that popped up. I don't know exactly why it's called a Souls like. <laughs> Because it's essentially, it's a 3D platformer is what it is. Um, And I have to say, it's a very good 3D platformer. Um, In terms of plot, this was made by one person. And it was originally made in the Game Jam. And then they, like, did an extended full version, however you want to call it, um, after their free itch.io release, according to Wikipedia. Um, So, yeah, so I played this on Steam. And I have no idea what the plot is. I don't really know what's going on. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't really know what, anything that's going on, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but moving around in this game is just a lot of fun. And it's kind of a Metroidvania where you start, you can't really do much, and then you get like a slide, and then you get a, like a, you know, and then you can slide and jump, and almost like, you know, Mario 64 and everything. Um and you just slowly accumulate more abilities to help you traverse the world. And it's just a lot of fun to, yeah, to traverse, to jump around and move. Because you get to the point where you'll see a ledge and you're like, I feel like I need another ability to get up there. But I think I might be able to, you know, make my way up there now, regardless. And I've managed to do that a few times. And that's just a fun uh feeling to be able to get somewhere where like i don't think i'm supposed to get up here but i managed it kind of a thing you know um so there's a lot of i guess player expression in terms of the platforming so that's all i could really say i guess it's really good i recommend checking it out um the only the one downside i will say about this game is it really needs a map because the level design is honestly really good there's a lot of times Maybe that's where the Souls light comes from. It reminds me of like the original Dark Souls a lot, where you'll go around and you'll go off on this, you know, path or whatever, get through all the stuff, and then you'll like get a thing and then wind up right back where you started, kind of a thing, and unlock shortcuts as you go through the world and all that stuff, which is really cool. That's great level design that I really enjoy. But all the envir- a lot of the environments look really samey, and even if they're distinct from one another environment, going through it, there's one called the Underbelly. And it's just like a cave system, essentially. And some of the parts in that, I just feel like I, I just, I'm getting lost all the time because like, <laughs> everything looks way too similar. And then you randomly find what you're looking for. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I can get through that one room. But then you have to figure out how to get back to that one room that was in a different section. And that's, that's the only negative, honestly, I'll say about this game is just finding your way. It, it needs a map in that sense. Yeah, it's really good. If you like 3D platformers, I'd recommend it. Hmm. Ryan, you'd probably get a kick out of it. Uh, Pseudo what? Pseudo regalia. Regalia. Yeah. It's got a... The character design is interesting, too. I'll say that. 
It doesn't really have anything to do with the quality of the gameplay and everything. But when I first booted it up, I mean, oh, and I remember when I watched Iron Pineapple's video and he made a comment about it. And then, yeah, I think it's a, she's a, you play as a, like a, like a bunny woman, I guess. But I okay. Guess, you piqued my interest. <laughs> <laughs> as the kids would say, I guess she is thick. Okay. <laughs> All right. So she can jump high. I'm sure there's a perfect, you know, it's a perfect explanation. She needs to be able to jump real good. So she's got to have the legs for it. That's all. <laughs> That's it. So she's, she, she's, she's crushing watermelons in her spare time is what you're saying. Yeah. She's got a good workout regimen probably. Yeah. To be able to get those gains. <laughs> it is good though. In all honesty though, jokes aside, it's a fun <laughs> game to play. And I, I assume it's pretty short. I feel like I'm getting close to the end. I've played about four hours is all. Um, I feel like I'd be farther along if I didn't keep getting lost. That's the only downside. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. We've done it. We've done Mike Struckerberg's one thing. You're welcome, Mike. Thank you to Mike for sponsoring yeah, this thank segment. you, Mike. We're always grateful to Mike and his patronage. Well... Let's talk about what we're here to talk about today, which is, of course, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, the PlayStation 5 exclusive video game available now. Uh... Thank you. <laughs> I was wondering where you play that game. Thanks. Uh, so Davis, Ryan, and I have all played this game. Uh at least to main story conclusion. Uh, I have the Platinum Trophy. Ryan, I think you have the Platinum Trophy. That is correct. Davis, what's your completion? I I have played to 100% game completion, uh, but I have not chased down all of the, the trophies that are uh, not germane to the you know, to, to the challenges on the board. Uh, okay. And I, I, I may keep it that way, but we can get into that as well. <laughs> All right. Uh, Curtis, have you played Spider-Man 2? No. I don't remember. Okay, no, you haven't played it at all. No. But you did, you do have the Platinum Trophy in the first the original. game. Yeah. Yeah. And I have... Uh, Miles Morales installed on my PlayStation and haven't <laughs> played it, <laughs> but it's there. Okay, so uh, Curtis, are you wanting to leave when we get into spoiler territory? Yeah, probably because I do. Okay. I'm going to play this eventually. Okay. Just okay. You know, well, as we say often, too many games. Yes. Do you do you have any questions, Curtis? Um. I guess I'm just curious about what you guys think of how they've added things to this game compared to the original, I guess. So I know about like the map's been expanded and there's the wing gliding, I think. That's all I really know though. Cool. I I I, I think that <laughs> I I I 
I think that traversal in this game is like I, I play playing this. I don't know how I played it the other way. Um, mm. The 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 idea that Peter would have to ride a lowly subway just to get from borough <laughs> to borough seems absurd now. Uh, so I, I a failure yeah. to the character. <laughs> truly I, I i i think that the web wings and then very accurate fast travel um opens up what what you can do P- particularly the web wings and, and and i'll say like until the very end of the game i wasn't using fast travel that often but it was nice if you had you know if you had to get from from one end of the map to the other, that you could, uh, you know, do that without swinging for 10 minutes. Yeah, I will say the fast travel system in this game, where it's literally just put the cursor anywhere on the map. I mean, you have to unlock it, but once it's unlocked, put it anywhere on the map and just hold the button and you're there is one of the more like next gen moments that I think I've had in this entire console generation. Like nothing has really felt like, oh, this is better hardware, except for faster loading times, which I'm still very grateful for. But then like this feature of this game just feels like such a leap and like like cheating so much <laughs> it's like this is crazy that this is even possible because it there's no loading you go into the map you hold the button and there you are it's nuts like it's it truly feels like a, a technological leap like like i can't think of anything like it in recent years that's felt like oh we can just do that now so it, it's cool i also didn't use it a ton but I still can't believe that it works so well. Yeah. Ooh. I would say overall an improvement. Yeah. Uh, I go ahead. Oh, go ahead I was just saying, I really like the web wings as well. I think often it's just like, you need a little second of gliding to like, get to the next spot like to get over that one building so then you can swing again or then you can dive. So just having the web wings as an option or just like to speed like crazy through like the wind tunnels with the web wings. Um, generally, I'm not a big fan of web wings as a design element for spider characters. Web wings have been a thing literally since the inception of Spider-Man. Um like the original Spider-Man costume had web wings and then they've kind of taken them away from Peter and given them to different spider characters over the years. Um, I think Jessica drew almost always has web wings. Anyway, until you go spider in Spidey and his amazing friends. Yes. Ghost spider has them. Yes. So I don't usually love them like in the comics as a design element, but the way they're implemented in this game I'm much more of a fan than I thought I would be when I first saw them as like an actual traversal mechanic. Um, one thing that is just interesting to me, I, I don't know whether I like it or dislike it, 
uh, crime is now more of an option than ever. Uh, and it almost seemed like I was ignoring crimes as much as possible because it really had no like effect on the game. And as someone who knows, like I have my idea of what Spider-Man is and he would never ignore crime, but Mm -hmm. I was able to take myself out of it and be like, well, I'm not going to get an achievement if I, uh, (laughs) if I stop this, uh, these people from robbing a bank. So I might as well just go to the thing that's going to get me more hero tokens faster or whatever. <laughs> um, but in the first Spider-Man game, you have to like do like each kind of crime and each thing. And that at least that like, while it became tedious towards the end, it allowed me to experience a bunch of different like types of fights. Um, and so, but at the same time, like the tedium of it, like we have no uh, room for that in this modern age. So I see why they took <laughs> it out. To, to your point about not, not acting the way that Peter would, um, not being the Spider-Man that, you know, you, you think of, were you given that power? Um, there, there, there was a pivotal moment that I won't go too much into at, at this spoiler-free moment, but um, Peter was saying everything that I was thinking in that moment. And I found out within that same cutscene just how unlike himself he was being, and I immediately felt bad that I was basically... Like, if if I were Peter, I would be the corrupted version of Spider-Man, like, <laughs> as a baseline. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's much more compassionate than I. Um, in terms of what Paul said on an earlier episode, I've got to agree with him that the side stuff is honestly more notable than the main story. Yeah. Uh, mm. And like a lot of the side missions, like they take you in unexpected directions that you probably wouldn't expect in a Spider-Man game. And I, I did share another story earlier on an earlier episode of Charlotte would come in and watch me play this and be like, why are you doing this in a Spider-Man game? <laughs> Like, because sometimes you just do these like mundane tasks to like kind the, of like the pigeon thing in the first one, even more mundane than that. <laughs> if you can believe it, he's not kidding. <laughs> and like, it pushes the story along, and like, I'm enjoying it, but like, it is funny to like think about, like, okay, you're playing a Spider Man game, like aren't you playing this because you want to like swing around like Spider-Man? Why are you doing this? I don't know. Um, I mean, does it, does, are those things that you feel like Spider-Man would do though? I mean, yes, because Spider-Man is, he has it's the man portion Spider-Man. Yeah. in his okay. name. And 
so he is doing things that men would do, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, so I, I have a question based off of that because it, five minutes before we started recording, I realized I had a lot of thoughts, but not a lot of notes. And so I started making a pros and cons list on, on Spider-Man two. And in the cons column, I put the FNSM app, the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man app, which was basically your portal to a number of story-driven uh, side quests. And then I, I, I felt a little bit bad about that because I think some of the more poignant moments of the game come from that Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man app. But I, I felt while doing some of those missions the same way that I felt when I was playing Tears of the Kingdom, where you visit a new village and they're like, oh no, I need 10 fireflies. You go get them for me. I'm like, excuse <laughs> me, I, I'm trying to expel the gloom and kill Satan, who is, you know, ru ruining everything. Um, you, may, maybe, maybe someone else would be better for this <laughs> and, and 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 so like at times i i guess you know dark peter is in my mind thinking can't anyone do anything for themselves i have so much on my plate right now i need to deal with this and that and this but in doing some of those menial tasks i I felt a lot more connected to the world around. Uh, and, and so it, it sounds like Ryan, you really enjoyed kind of some of those side quests. Um, I, I, I enjoyed them begrudgingly, but now having finished the game, I've, I look forward to the patch that has been promised where you'll apparently be able to go and replay completed mm -hmm. missions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that I I think this is a an issue in a lot of games where kind of speaking to what you were talking about of how like you have this intense moment and it's like okay, if you don't get to this building now, like we're we're not going to be able to save anyone. And then like <laughs> you stop and you're like, "Hey, how can I uh change the molecule of this plant to <laughs> be sustainable for longer and like they don't really like write any change in during those like middle middle portions and it is kind of funny to kind of break character like that yeah hmm bee drones <laughs> a struggle i feel like for any open world game honestly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see i i'm all for the side stuff like, I don't know. That's one of my favorite parts of the character of Spider-Man is like the friendly neighborhood side of it. Yeah. Of like, I'm just a kid trying to help out my neighborhood. So I totally agree with what you're saying that it's like he's dealing with bigger fish right now. But like, I like to pretend that the game is actually about being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the main stuff is the distraction. Uh, like, I, 
the whole Go. the whole museum sequence. I love the museum stuff. I thought that was so cool. Uh, even yeah, though it's cool. like, it's like, why are we taking time to do this? But I didn't care. I was loving every minute of it. <laughs> yeah, I, it, I, I guess it I also depends on how you choose to do things. Like you can choose to make it weirder or make more sense depending on when you pick to do some of these activities. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm, there's not anything that's going to be locked out if you progress the story mission too far, or then no, or actually, you can always access stuff. I don't think so. Yeah, that I can't really remember sure. if that happened in the first one or not, because there is a big, big event in the first one. Yeah, there's definitely a big event in this one too that changes the landscape quite significantly. But I don't, I don't know what gets locked when that happens. If anything, one one of the things I had kind of done everything already. Yeah, yeah. So, so like one one of the things that I liked about this game is I, I remember in the first game, you you kind of hit this event horizon. Like after after this moment, everything's going to be different. And mm-hmm. one of those things is. Anytime you're swinging around the city now, you're almost always going to be seen by very hostile enemies. And so whether you like it or not, you you might get dragged into a fight kind of at any given time. Mm-hmm. And I I understood for, you know, for for like plot purposes why why the game would need to be locked at that point uh m- moving forward, but I felt like this game had 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 that moment where things are going to be a little bit different, but also let you get back to like a slightly more normal gameplay because I, I, I did a lot of the side missions, but hadn't completed all or, 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 or even some of them, you know, I, I just kind of got to a natural point and then went and finished the game and, closed it out uh, but I, I i appreciated that not every movement was kind of saturated in the fact that i had already hit that event horizon uh and 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 was able to scale back a little bit and then one other thing that i like is some missions some side quests couldn't be completed until the main story was was completed and i thought in terms like narratively it worked really really well for that um because the story like the story that was being told through the side quest couldn't couldn't finish until um until the 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 main story was done yeah okay i want to i want to shift gears a little bit i want to ask how do you feel the game was balanced across the two Spider-Men mm. this time around? That's also one of my questions. Um, hmm. That is a tough one because you can choose at will mm-hmm. which Spider-Man you want, which I forgot how to do. And so yeah, it's weirdly buried. Yeah, I agree with that. And 
because I forgot how to do it, often when a story beat would end, I would be like, well, I guess I'm playing as this Spider-Man now. <laughs> um, yeah, I I feel like it's pretty good. I some some missions are locked to certain Spider-Men. Uh, I had mm -hmm. an interesting conversation with Davis about a specific mission that he was. I was like, this mm -hmm. is my favorite mission in the whole game. And he was like, eh, I like, it was okay. I, I don't remember your exact uh, thing, but I remember you were kind of like lower on it than I was. Yes. And well, so, Oh, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. And we, we came to find out we played as different characters and I was mm. kind of commenting on like, Oh, but I feel like Peter, like, like acted this way when told this information and uh yeah it, i i wondered if maybe it would let, like the guy who did miles played it differently which would make sense in the context of the game because it involves a character from the first spider-man game and so maybe because peter had a, a bigger connection to that character Maybe there was a more emotional response to the whole situation, but uh, I'm not sure how much they they thought about that, honestly. I I I also think that a you know that that cool moment may have been spoiled a little bit, um, just due to some bugginess. Uh, I I I didn't have any huge issues um, in in my playthrough, but there were a few moments where I could tell that like so something was going on that was weird that I assume will be fixed in a patch. And one of what one of those was this this dialogue heavy moment. I I felt like Miles kept like stepping on the dialogue of the other person. That's and right. so I I, like I, I couldn't tell at first whether, whether it was supposed to be like that. But by by the end of the mission, I realized, oh, <laughs> like th this this was not the uh, intended mood. And 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 so again, I yeah, I I look forward to playing playing through some of those things, you know, with with different characters just for fun, but also trying to trying to approach some of my favorite moments in hindsight with a little more reverence, like from the beginning. Uh, also not related to your topic, but I, I do want to get back to it. Uh, but something else Davis and I have talked about is the character models for certain characters like Harry Osborne and Miles Morales are incredible. Yeah. Like the way they talk is really cool. And like the way they're animated, it like looks really realistic. And then you get to characters like Peter and MJ, who look so unnatural to me in the way they move. And like, uh, interesting. It just like it, like every time I saw Peter talk as Peter, I was like, why does he look so weird to me? And it could be the fact that I'm not used to the the different character model still right. because the first one I I think I prefer, but. 
MJ kind of has that uncanny valley look to me as well. I've seen a lot of complaints about MJ's look in this game. Did they update her look? Does she have a different model too? I uh, I, mean, I don't mind yeah, her that's... her model. It's more the way she moves is kind of like their her animations. Gotcha. We 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 have taken like ten quantum leaps in terms of like rendering ability and just believability of of what's on screen. I mean, I you know you 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 see memes and I I lived it where I'd be playing I don't know Jack and da- like Jack two and being like. I don't know how you get more lifelike than this. Like I am living in this world (laughs) and you know, uh, you, you, you realize that, you know, people's faces aren't actually tetrahedrons as, as it felt like, uh, back when you were playing that game. But, uh, there, there is something about rendering someone's mouth and eyes that, still eludes uh game developers and mj happened to be like the most disturbing example of this i i I don't know if it's because she had blue eyes or something and yeah I, i don't know we're still not quite there and so it falls in that uncanny valley and even though you know it's like a perfectly serviceable model it, it, I I I think the like disgust and uh, vitriol is our lizard brain being like no not human attack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but our yeah. lizard brain doesn't like that it's not human anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think that. It it balances it great. Okay, Miles and Peter. Thank you. <laughs> I enjoy playing as both of them, and most of the time it was like it didn't matter who I was playing as. Like, I, I, I think I prefer. Well, I don't know actually. I kind of wish that they gave uh, Peter an ability like the camouflage ability. Hmm. Just like an an extra little thing, because Miles had that. But uh, I'm I'm trying to think: Do I prefer Peter's abilities over Miles' abilities? Because he's got like the <clears throat> leg looking things, right? Yeah. Or no? Oh yeah, well, that, and, the, and the symbiote, but yeah, yeah. And then Miles has like shock powers, like electric, yeah, stuff, and so. I, yeah, and there's a lot of custom, you can customize a lot of it where there's like mm-hmm. more abilities than you can use. So you can choose your favorite ones. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like they, ha- they both have fun abilities. I, I would say that Peter's yeah. standard abilities are less fun than the ones he gets later. Mm-hmm. So, totally agree. Yeah, so maybe I would put Miles a bit higher on in terms of like 
what he could do, but um Yeah. I I I think just like in terms of the characters themselves and how they're treated in the game, um I there there were times where I found Peter's storyline more compelling, but I liked Miles a lot more. Um and I I I realized afterwards that, you know, part part of that was Peter not feeling or acting like himself but yeah right right i i i appreciated how distinct uh a storyline they were able to uh craft for for each of our spider-men without without making it feel like you know two completely separate games but obviously my my favorite moments in the game was when they was was when those storylines and when those heroes like came together like there 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 are a few times where you're able to fight either as peter or miles and the other one is like fighting alongside you and that that cool. was always really cool yeah yeah that was my favorite shakeup of the crimes formula is the randomly the other spider-man and then another character that I won't spoil can be in the crimes with you. I actually really liked that system whenever there was another character that would help fight the crime with you. Yeah. Are you talking about the seen... squirrel girl appearances? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Whoa. I'm sorry. I should have spoiled that. <laughs> Just kidding. I believe he's talking about when Galactus helps you fight. Uh, <laughs> he's like, no. I'll eat them. <laughs> this, no, yeah, I'm talking about when Robert there. Pattinson's The Batman appears, guys. Uh, man, so so many cameos, I forgot some. <laughs> it's Aang from Avatar. <laughs> I, I do, once we get into spoiler territory, I will ask one question about that, I guess, before I jump off, because I'm just okay. curious. Well, okay, I think I have two more non-spoiler questions that we get into spoiler territory um generally again not getting into too much spoiler territory but how do you feel about the updates to the way mary jane uh helps in the story and the playable mary jane scenes compared to the first game because it's very clear that they listened to feedback, but I'm curious if you guys felt like it it landed well, or if you're still kind of like, what's going on here? I'm going to defer to Davis on this one before I get into it. <laughs> okay, so I, 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 I really feel like I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to segment my answer from like in non-spoiler and spoiler if 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 that's all right. So I yeah, I will yeah. give my non-spoiler answer right now and just say that even though I liked MJ's role in this game a lot more than in Spider-Man 1, I I still felt like it was missing the mark a little bit. And part my 
my biggest frustration is that I I I I wish I wish MJ could be treated differently than Peter and Miles because she is like mm-hmm. be 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 a hero in your own way even if that doesn't involve like punching something uh, and, and and so I. I've I've told Ryan this like I I wish that there could have been more interaction where MJ was being an investigative journalist even if that changed kind of the the mechanics or the, or the missions that mm-hmm. she was involved in um for me each MJ mission I liked more Okay. Um, I think I agree with that. And um, it's definitely different. There's there's one Spider-Man, the Spider-Man One mission with MJ that I I wish they they had that sort of element in it, and that's the mission where MJ's in the museum. And eventually Spider-Man comes in to help and she has to point at people like, hey, help me pick off these people. Oh, yeah. I and forgot I, about that. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I thought that was like a really cool implementation of like, hey, this is a Spider-Man game. Like, she's helping Spider-Man, but you're also playing as Mary Jane. Um, so there was nothing like that. Um It's it's interesting to me because I I I'm trying to decide if this is a spoiler or not. Um but I'm I'm going to save it. But it's interesting how it how how the gameplay evolves. And mm-hmm. as you get further and further MJ missions remind me of a specific franchise. And that's all I'll say. Perfect. Uh, I guess before we get into spoiler territory. Oh wait, can I say one more thing? Yeah. I do I do appreciate kind of the breakup in gameplay with the MJ missions. And yeah. they're not as long as they were in the first game. And so I think that is an improvement. Okay. That makes sense. I never did mind the MJ missions in the first one. Honestly. Yeah, they, they weren't that bad. Ooh, then you're going to be so happy with these. <laughs> <laughs> Those were brutal like, for me. <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't like I loved them either, but it was also just like, Enough of a, not distraction, but just change of pace, and it didn't stay. It's, yeah. I didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome, but I could see why some people f- would feel that way. Fascinating, though. Very cool. I mean, you, um, you all, you you all are the experts. So if 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 you say like, no, the MJ missions are great, I, I'm happy to take the L here. But <laughs> oh no, they just the, the they, MJ they, missions they, are very controversial. Yeah, they are. Yeah. There are a lot of people that just outright 
hated them in the first game and thought they never should have happened. How 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 did you get access to my Twitter? <laughs> well, you know, you're just so loud. You tweet so much. <laughs> you texted me those tweets. <laughs> uh, okay, last question before spoiler territory. Um, as a bit of a tease to those who will still play this game, uh, I just want to ask: How surprised were you? by the plot of this game. Because I think I've said this before, there were a few moments that I truly was not even kind of expecting. But I don't know, to you guys I think have read more actual Spider-Man comics than I have. Were you pretty surprised by the plot at points in this game? Or was it kind of like, oh yeah, that's where they'd go with this? Um, I honestly think that I wasn't that surprised by anything, really. There were surprising moments, but as far as how the plot moved forward, mm -hmm. it was pretty standard. I, I also guess I should say, I don't really like Venom that much. Mm. But Like, in general? Or... In general, yeah. Okay. Like, he's... Are, it or i don't know uh they just like i just don't find not it not your favorite spider-man uh, yeah villain. exactly and yeah. i think that this is maybe one of the best stories involving venom that's out there that i've experienced at least and so there's that for it but still it's just kind of like it's Venom. Yeah. He's that. There, so, yeah. <laughs> He's that guy. <laughs> like, so, I, I, I am not, like, the foremost expert on Venom, right? But Venom was kind of born, I, I believe, from, like, Todd McFarlane and, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I don't I, want to. What's that? I feel like I remember watching a video about this, and I feel like it was like a more of a fan creation that was purchased by Marvel, but I mm. could have that wrong. I got that from some YouTube video that I watched probably like, I don't know how many years ago, so that could be incredibly inaccurate. Well, no, I mean, tr like the, the, the YouTuber did, did some research. I, I'm, I'm just going off of like things that I believe I have heard, so... Um, <laughs> I, Venom to me feels like kind of the '90s comics, not not like not quite grim dark or whatever, but just hey, how how can we like lean into the maximalism of the time? You know, everything bigger, more more muscles, more whatever, um, more tongue. Yeah, way more tongue. <laughs> uh, and, and and so like that was that that's never been very interesting or compelling to me. But then um, more recently, there have been attempts to kind of diversify Venom as like an anti-hero and sometimes even just a flat out hero, depending on who it's bonded mm -hmm. with. 
and that has been more interesting to me, but I guess I've, I've heard from kind of more up-to-date comic book readers that even that, like the pendulum has swung a little bit too far where now they're like, you know, I kind of just miss when Venom was like a bad guy uh, and not, mm. you know, at, at the center of, of this whole thing. Um, so I, I, I think that there are interesting things that you can do with Venom. I think at, at its heart, it's just a, you know, a very muscular tongue thing and (laughs) and 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 this game does a good job i think of of kind of balancing some of the some of the more interesting parts of the symbiote and of venom but still anchoring it very squarely in the big tongue muscle thing Yeah, I think they did a good job of making it a more emotional Venom story. Yeah. But it's still, you know, when Venom shows up and is Venom, he's very Venom. They yeah. didn't really change yeah. Venom as the character, just how how Venom's used, I guess. And 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 I I will say um I I I guess this is like a very minor, minor spoiler, um, but I, I, I'm not even going to use that terminology. A- anyway, just you there. There is a time where Venom is a playable character, uh, and my first thought was, I want to go do a science mission right now as Venom. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, you're you're pretty boxed in as to what you can and cannot do as Venom. Right. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, you can't. I have seen funny videos of people finding a way out of the box. Oh, darn it. All right. Well, and doing well, doing silly things as Venom. <laughs> I, I, I milked that period of time for as long as I, I, I was just walking around. I <laughs> yeah, like the anyway. It was fun. Uh, can I ask one more question? Yeah, out of the three Spider-Man games by Insomniac, what do you guys think is the best one? I think Spider-Man 2 is the best one. Davis? Um, I, 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 I probably also think that Spider-Man 2 is the best one, but I will give a tip of the cap to Spider-Man 1 just for being so... Like, Spider-Man 2 kind of follows in the footsteps of Spider-Man 1 in the sense that you have a villain who is introduced very early on, and 75% of the game is spent trying to stop that villain. And then closer to the end of the game, there is a pretty significant plot beat where your focus shifts and the last quarter of the game is really unexpected based on what has come before. And like in Spider-Man one, that shift 
and and kind of the the the, the final showdown with this new uh, threat was like one of the most satisfying game moments that 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 I can remember. Um, so Spider-Man Two did it better, but Spider-Man One did it first, and I want to you know yeah give give credit to where credit is due there. I still am really struggling to figure out which is my favorite. So I don't know. Because there's elements of Spider-Man 2 I like better, but there's elements of Spider-Man 1 I like better, there's elements of Miles Morales I like better. I it's hard to say, but maybe my 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 thoughts would change if I played them all again. Yeah. Mm. And maybe remembering kind of more of the the slowness of the PS4. Mm. Uh, maybe that would change my mind. But <laughs> there, there, there were only, I think, two, maybe three times where you were able to daisy chain electric webs, uh, and so Spider-Man Miles Morales definitely took the cake. You know, in, in in terms of that game mechanic, <laughs> way way more daisy chaining in that one. All right, I'm curious about Curtis's on. question before we oh. get into spoiler territory. Okay. Or... I have a couple. All right, this one's not very spoilery. I well, actually feel like I've seen it in a trailer. But... Are we officially in spoiler territory then, or mediary uh, spoiler territory? I think so. I can't think of anything else that I'm curious about. Like, oh, how? Okay. I don't know. Because it feels like, I think maybe why I was so on the fence about playing this game when it first came out is a lot of it looks like, well, one, I haven't played Miles Morales yet, so I should do that first. Um, but I also wonder, like, how much of a leap, I guess, it is. And I've thought about this and why my train of thought would go that way and I think it might be because of Zelda because initially I was like yeah Tears of the Kingdom is you know I feel like it's probably going to be more of Breath of the Wild than it was but like in really really big ways and I feel like it really innovated in a lot of cool ways so I guess I don't know maybe that's an unfair comparison I feel like Tears of the Kingdom is really good obviously but do you feel like it does things like that does that make sense no, it uh, definitely isn't like a major yeah, shift in uh, gameplay. Okay. No, that's but the moment to moment gameplay does feel significantly different. But it's that, nothing like, like a Tears of the Kingdom level jump. Okay. Like is it just a smoother, more enjoyable yeah, it's, experience? It's way faster. Like your top yeah. speed in this game is way faster than your top speed in uh in okay, the first cool. one simply because of the hardware limitations like yeah so you're you're flying like you never could before and there's enough new traversal mechanics that if you get into it yeah it it starts to feel pretty different at least it did to me um but in terms of like i guess the combat too there's enough new abilities that it it does feel different but it's still very much on the same template, just more. Yeah. Um, it's nothing like the leap between Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. It is a true sequel. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. I feel like yeah. taking something that's also already very good and incredible, and not like the first Spider-Man and probably Miles Morales, it sounds like, and just reiterating on that and making it smoother and more polished and better is not a bad way to go at all. So yeah, I was curious. Yeah, you ready for my questions now? My two, please. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess before I get to them. My the only Venom stuff I've read is I read all of Ultimate Spider-Man, so I know a Venom in that one. That's like where comic-wise, that's where all of my um, familiarity comes with with that character. And so, in that, he's not really he's kind of like I already just, know the answer to your question. Oh, okay. <laughs> but in Ultimate Spider-Man, he's like monstrous, you know, like he's not really he's not like a He's a character, but it's not like um, in that one it is Eddie Brock, um, and it's not like Eddie Brock is there within Venom, like, and they're working together type of thing. You know, it feels to me it felt like Venom was kind of taken over, and he's just this monstrosity that's after Spider-Man, and it's intense, which I think is cool. Um, but yeah, so I guess spoilery time. This is very light spoilers though. Um, in that. Venom is created in a lab. I won't get into all the specifics. Whereas the only other Venom um, story I've really experienced, I guess, is Spider-Man 3, the movie, where he's just like an ast- He comes in on like a little comet, asteroid thing that lands in New York and then climbs on Peter Parker's little motorcycle scooter thing. So which, is it one of those two so things that happens? It is one of those two. And based off the ending of Spider-Man 1, I very much thought it was going to be one thing, and it ended up being the other, to my surprise. <laughs> oh, okay. Because the, the end of Spider-Man 1, isn't there a, like a tease that he's like in a lab, right? Yeah. Okay. And I, too, had read the ultimate Spider-Man Venom, and I was like, oh, they're going, they're going this direction. Yeah. And then they reveal some extra stuff, and I was like, oh, they're not going that direction. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. I did like I do like the Ultimate Spider-Man version of Venom, because he really does, like, he's just, like, this writhing mass monstrosity, and he gets, like, super huge. Not just, like, a bigger version of Spider-Man kind of thing, but, like, it's, like, the seeding mass, and I just <laughs> think it's fun. Especially when he fights Miles Morales later on, I think, if I remember right, that's what happens. Um, which isn't much of a character, I guess, but there's like not really an arc, I suppose. Some there of is. us on I don't this know. earth are seething masses. The seething masses of rage. Um, <laughs> and that's okay. That is okay. And I probably am forgetting like some character arc for Venom in that comic because it's been a while since I've read it. And I read them all very quickly, <laughs> like back to back. So I probably missed a few things. Anyway, my other question, because you guys have already hinted at it. And so it's something I've been like curious about because it's like a small nitpick from the first game that is very much a nitpick. It's all the, like the little Easter eggs of like, oh, there's Avengers Tower. Oh, here's uh, what's his name? Daredevil's uh, law firm and that kind of stuff shows up, right? And then everything goes to crap like 
you know, everything hits the fan. The whole city's like shut down. And I'm like, where are those like Avengers guys in their tower? Are they just like chilling up there? All Spider Man swinging around trying to clean everything up, you know? Like, it's very much a nitpick. I'm not complaining and being like, Iron Man needed to come in out of nowhere. And, you know, so I'm not saying I'm disappointed, but I'm curious, does anything like that happen in this one? Oh, man. You already hinted at a new character. <laughs> tell, me, tell me this. Is it like a Spider-Man character or is it like outside a Spider-Man character? There, it's oh, hard the character to... I hint, yeah. Go ahead. The man. character I mentioned before is not the only new character hinted at in this game. And the one I was referring to is a Spider-Man character. But there's yeah, also wrote. one... That's there. Uh... We're like... Hero yeah. is an interesting term. Okay, okay. <laughs> there, yeah, there's, there is a set piece in the main story that is one of my favorite moments from the game, and it's it's not really like, oh, you're teaming up with with someone, but more of a like, okay, there is stuff that, yeah, an acknowledgement that there's a wider Marvel yeah. world. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that same moment also pays off the tie-in comic they released Ooh. in a really satisfying yes. way as well. It does. Yeah. Yes, it does. So does this make you think that there is like a the Wolverine game and Spider-Man games will be connected? They've already confirmed they are, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, they have. Oh, they've confirmed that. it's the same universe. Well, the know. hackers did. Well, no, they confirmed it before the hackers did. (laughs) Also, Curtis, just a little tease. There are things called spider bots you can collect. Mm -hmm. And the aftermath of that mission has a huge implication if you do a little extra research. Uh, But you are going to need to do that research. Yes, you will. (laughs) Yeah. Is it? (laughs) Okay. Uh, I, I'm not going to tell Penny you Parker? Is it Penny Parker? No. <laughs> That's the only robot Spider-Man thing I can think of off the top of my head. But, again, that that connection is more Spider-Man related, but it is a, like, a pretty big implication. Okay. Interesting. Well, I'll get there eventually. I do need to play Miles Morales first. Which is an excellent game. Not very long. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, maybe I'm I'll knock it out while I'm it's quarantined in my office with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of envious that, that you could like theoretically play Miles Morales and then kind of go straight into or, you know, with... Mm-hmm. In a in in a reasonable amount of time, roll into Spider Man Two because e- even though I've thoroughly enjoyed you know playing each of these games, you know the the details are very fuzzy, uh, and and so being able to kind of mentally stay in that world, uh, I imagine will make 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 even more subtle Easter eggs kind of all, all the more clear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. 
Here's my last question. Because I feel like if they do this, it'll be kind of jumping the shark, which I kind of hope they don't do. Cause, but is this like, is this like Spider-Verse levels kind of thing? There are not Spider-Verse levels. Okay. There are Spider-Verse hints that uh, interesting. could go, you know, it's left open enough that it's not clear yet what's happening. Oh, gotcha. well, j just so I understand your question, are you asking, are there literally levels where you are playing in the Spider-Verse? Or are you asking, no. like, are, are, like, are there so many spider things that it is on the same level as Spider-Verse? Or I guess more if they're hinting at it. And when I say Spider-Verse things, I'm talking about, like, spider people from other dimensions are coming in type of thing. Got it. Like they hint at that at all? Or, like... Like, cause like Miles Morales in this game is not a Spider-Verse yeah. type thing. Like he was, right. he was already right. there in New York when Peter Parker was swinging around and that was established and he got bit by the spider and that was a thing. Right. Yeah. So I, not in that sense, like if Gwen Stacy's also just chilling out there somewhere in New York and we don't haven't met her yet. Yeah. I will definitively say there is no hint that you will play as a spider person from a different dimension or universe. Okay. And it doesn't seem like they... that will be the thing. Yeah. Okay. I kind of hope they don't go that route because it's been kind of, it's kind of nice to have a whole Spider-Man slash superhero thing going on over here on the PlayStation that's like self-contained, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And not right. because I don't like that stuff. I think the Spider-Verse movies are incredible, but like I already, there's already, that's already there. It doesn't feel like I need that in video games too. I like having the Spider-Man games being in some more own thing if that makes sense yeah so. all right uh, uh i can just have to play questions. it and, and let us know i will get there what you end up thinking <laughs> i'm excited when noel shows up from outer space and takes over venom after he becomes good how did you know about that <laughs> I know nothing about Noel besides uh, Marvel Snap, and he clearly has some. He like I don't know what his deal is, but he's the Venom adjacent. It looks like from his design, and I don't. Maybe this is a hot Marvel Snap take. I'm not a huge fan of all the Venomized or nullified variants in that game. Just saying. Yeah, there's a lot. Everyone's Venomized or nullified, and I think it's silly a little bit. My favorite is Carnageized. That's an actual <laughs> term in that game. Oof. In Marvel Snap, I have not seen a carnageized. Yes, there are carnageized oh, variants. Yeah. I have to keep my eye out for those. I haven't seen those. It must be super rare. I, I, I'm... Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a, a Spider Woman variant that is carnageized. Weird. I want all of my variants to be Dan Hip eyesed, uh, <laughs> just because he does goofy little, you know. Yeah. I do yeah, like he does. Doodle ones. I'm hoping for thingized cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's rocky. Okay. Yeah, they, 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 they all look the exact same, but just like have one distinguishing feature <laughs> of the underlying character. Uh, the thingized version of Spider-Man is the thing wearing a Spider-Man mask. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> or... or or, or, or like it's the same picture and everything, and just the the little bubble 
you know, he says like, it's spider in time. It's, <laughs> it's invisible woman in time. That's just the okay, thing well. with red hair and that's black widow. <laughs> it's widow in time. It's widow in time. <laughs> uh, all right. I can't think of any other questions. Okay. So thank well, you for humoring get, me. Yeah. We should get into some spoiler territory. And I'm excited to find out if Gwen Stacy is in this game. <laughs> okay, bye. Thanks for coming to see you. Thanks, have a chance time day. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's gone now for the real talk. I cannot wait for Curtis to see the after credit scene of this. <laughs> because he's so focused on Gwen. Yeah. That the. the I think Sydney a lot of people were. Yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant because, yeah, everyone was asking about Gwen and they're just like, uh, Gwen's not in this story. And it was like, oh, there's like another very prominent female spider character that they can throw in there that no one even asked about, but totally makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess jumping straight to that. I was super excited about that reveal, and that was I was cool not reveal. expecting it. Um, that's probably the biggest spoiler we could get to. We went right straight to it. <laughs> so I, mean, I hope people dropped off. Why not? Um, yeah, that was cool. There, The whole thread is oh, Miles's mom is dating someone new. Who could it be? And then at the, the post-credits you meet him and you're just, just like, who is this random guy that they're throwing in at the last second? And then he's like, Oh, me, my daughter, Cindy. You're like, Ooh. Oh, yeah. Was, was, was I the only one who was like a little bit relieved that she was not dating uncle Aaron? <laughs> I, 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 I just, th- there 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 was some cuz like with 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 miles you do the prowler stashes yeah. and fi- finishing that it's like wait a minute uncle aaron's at the house and yeah. you know he he's like living right upstairs yeah, and she's <laughs> like, like helping him move so they are yeah. like together yeah right right i'm your daddy boy quit calling me uncle <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would have been bad. That's <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, thank, thanks for being so cool about this. Here's a little more Prowler tech. <laughs> uh, shut up. <laughs> um. Uh, okay. Go yeah. Ahead. Should we just run through the story? Like, I I think I could do it in under two two minutes. Yes. Maybe less. Uh, yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay. Uh, Spider-Man Peter Parker reconnects with Harry Osborn. He uh, finds out that Harry was sick and is now healed thanks to this thing they call a symbiote. And uh, while this is happening, Miles has to write his college essay. Uh, but <laughs> he also finds out that 
Mr. Negative has broken loose, the man who killed his father, and he has to kind of manage his uh, his feeling of responsibility to make sure this man is not free. Um, Peter and Harry hang out. Harry uh, starts a, a company and invites Peter to work for him. And uh, all meanwhile, this is really jumping around everywhere. <laughs> meanwhile, Craven the Hunter decides that uh, the jungle he lives in is no longer suitable to find someone who can kill him because he has cancer and he needs to die a hero's <laughs> death. <laughs> uh, Jumping way far until yeah. he reveals that. <laughs> um, and he decides New York is the best jungle of all with all these weird superheroes and villains running around. Um, and so essentially you are trying to like keep Craven at bay, capture him. Um, but Craven kills Peter and Harry uses the symbiote to heal him. And Peter thinks that he becomes a better Spider-Man when he's got the symbiote. So he's hesitant to return it to Harry um oh, and he can't he tries and yes, it doesn't work that is true and he becomes angry and bitter and uh miles has to fight well, him and a little bit rude to miles yes and it's shocking that he's a little bit rude <laughs> um but essentially you fight craven uh craven escapes uh, you fight with Miles, which is a really cool fight. And Miles kind of beats the symbiote out of you. Um, and there's also a moment where Miles fights Mr. Negative before that. And he realizes, I'm not going to kill this guy. I'm just going to kind of move on. And that's a really cool part of the story, too. Um the symbiote returns to Harry Osborn and it goes crazy, grows big, fights Craven, bites Craven's head off. Yeah, and the glorious part of the whole yeah. game by far. <laughs> and then the Bane mission turns into uh try to save Harry, destroy the symbiote, and uh all whilst coming to terms with things in your life and whatnot, and you successfully do it. Um, there's also some symbiote left in you, so you turn into anti-venom when mm. touched by Mr. Negative, and so that allows you to keep the venom powers for combat purposes, <laughs> uh, which was also a cool reveal uh, that they included anti-venom. Um, and yeah, you basically save the day and then uncharacter characteristically to me, Norman blames Peter for all of this and now has a vendetta against Spider-Man and but not got to Got to kick off yeah. the Green Goblin somehow. Yeah. But, but like not knowing 
that Peter is Spider-Man. He he's just kind of like rude and brash to to Peter, but really blames everything on um the Spider-Men. Yeah. That's the very, very short Cliff Notes version yeah. of the store the main story. Uh I have a question. At what point do they actually reveal Craven's cancer? Because I think I missed it. Oh. It might when, be in like a side. Yeah, because like I, I knew what was going on, but there was not a moment for me where it was like where Miles or Peter was like, He's dying. That's why he's doing this. And it was like we all just started acting like we knew that. I believe and... when you do the uh, the hunter bases, that's kind of the intel yeah. you get as you yeah. like hear like voice recordings of him talking and then him talking well, to his family. Think, yeah, you think the family's all going to come, and then it's like, oh, they're not coming. I remember that being discussed, but I don't remember yeah. like a and moment of like he's dying. <laughs> I don't know. I do specifically remember a moment. Okay. Um, but I can't quite remember when. But probably was around the bases. When when you're doing the bases, is it implied that he killed his whole family and they were like trying to like beat him to be the one who like like is the one who he's looking for to like give him the hero. I, uh, he I didn't, I didn't quite follow if he killed them or if they're just not worthy and they're not coming. Yeah. I also can't, I also can't remember who he killed. Like he kills a bunch of other Spider-Man villains most of them like off screen and i don't yeah. remember which ones they actually killed scorpion is the big one yeah scorpion that was a cool scene yeah and vulture yeah vulture is the one i remember as well did he kill shocker too that i don't know and i don't know if he killed rhino but you don't see rhino or shocker yeah but yeah in in any case a bunch of like main villains are just straight up dead now in this universe which I was kind of shocked at how liberal they were with right. making him seem we, so tough by just letting him kill other villains. Which, which made me think, like, I mean, the Hunters were getting pretty rowdy toward the, toward the end of the, the main story, but all in all, destruction of property aside, Craven may have been a net positive to New York City. <laughs> I mean, he, he 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 took a lot of really you know uh, rough and rowdy figures yeah. off the board. Yeah, permanently. Yeah, he he did what Spider Man would not. Okay, <laughs> I found it. The first way. Okay, during the flames have been lit mission where you can explore Craven's study. On a deck in the back of the room are several pill bottles with drugs that Spider-Man identifies as being for late-stage 
chemotherapy. Uh, so okay. I, I think it's just an item you can interact with in one of the missions. Maybe I missed that. That uh, that that that's the mission where you're the waiter. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you're and you're going around. Oh, okay, that's actually. I'm 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 going to expound on my MJ take uh, now now that we're into spoilers because I feel like that mission could uh, could could be transposed to be an MJ mission and be the greatest MJ mission that has ever existed. <laughs> um, like the the. The thing that I like, I I loved that mission because you you were Peter, right? Like you you were just kind of walking around and and checking stuff out, but you also had opportunities to to do a little bit of that investigation. If you if you went out of your way, you could find out more non-essential but fun facts about like hunter and or excuse me craven and the hunters and, and all of that and again like mj's whole thing the the thing that gets peter the the thing that peter says that gets mj to snap out of her symbiote state as scream is he said you're you're mj parker and mj parker care uh, <laughs> mj <laughs> Watson. Yeah, uh, yeah. Watson. Sorry, uh, Spider-Man Three spoilers. Uh, you're, <laughs> you're 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 MJ Watson, and MJ Watson cares about the truth. That was a cool line, but I feel like it would have hit even harder if the if the MJ missions were about her like getting the truth. We're getting we're more truth, about that, yeah. right? As opposed to her having an admittedly pretty cool. Uh, Simkarian gun that you know it, it eventually got even more modded out. So like the the game mechanic from Gotham Knights that I wish was in this is every now and again you interact with the environment, you do b basically like uh, forensics, and there are like three elements on column A and three elements on column B. You have to discover all of them, and then you try and figure out, like, which ones match to make, like, what I'm looking for. Uh, mm -hmm. If we mix this compound with this element, you know, does it get the desired result, which was what was happening with the Court of Owls or whatever? Something like that where you can... Like, taking those optional moments of observation that are in the game and are fun... Uh, if you're, you know, just dorky uh, like me and, and, and enjoy seeing everything and, and making that a more like functional mechanic for MJ, I think would have really elevated her a, a, as opposed to her being a non-powered, more boring uh, break but they're still trying to make her, you know, like, I don't know, fight. It, it, when, when I was MJ, I was still fighting the bad guys, but it was like I had one arm tied behind my back. Like, yeah. the whole time I was thinking, why can't I just be Peter or Miles right now? 
so I, I, I wish that they had just like shifted the focus a little bit with her. Yeah, I, I think that that could have been cool. Um, I did enjoy them mostly because they weirdly got more like Resident Evil as time went on and like the MJ mission specifically seemed to get more horror based mm-hmm. almost until the very last one where you basically just have a gun and are shooting symbiotes. Mm. And I just thought that was like a funny transition from like, all right, remember when MJ was sneaking around, she does that here too, but a little bit cooler. And then all of a sudden it's just <laughs> like, yeah, this is just a third person shooter now. This is just a shooter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. There's two missions I'm dying to talk about with you guys. Number one, my favorite mission in the whole game, Hell Powered. I think about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. I think about it daily. I'm just like, how how is this in this game? So, if you decided to listen to this and you are never going to play this. Howard is a character from the first game who has a bunch of pigeons that you have to help capture and get back to him. In this game, there's a... uh, Just on the app, it says, Help Howard. So you go up to him, and he's like, Yeah, I'm just thinking about uh, that fairy over there. And there's like a fairy that drives by on the ocean. He's like, How many times have I... Have I ridden on that ferry? And then he like points to different things and he's just kind of reminiscing about his life. And he's like, I got a request for you. It's time that my, my birds found a new home. And you can totally tell that <laughs> he, he is sick. He's going to die. Something is going to happen. But the way that Peter acts in the scene, you could tell that he has no idea. And he's like, oh, that's a bummer. They're your best friends. Like, why are you doing this? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll help. And sure enough, Peter goes and he's just swinging around as a swarm of birds are flying behind him. (laughs) And the song Seabird plays, which is a nice little touch of just like, I don't know, just like a nice little like seabird, seabird. And, (laughs) uh, you're just flying around having a great time and then you're like hey howard found the birds a new home and he's like thank you spider-man and then you're peter's like well i'm headed back now i'll see you soon and hmm. you swing back and all that's there is an ambulance and you yep. talk to one of the ambulance workers and they're like if it's any consolation he seemed happy and man, that moment just like makes you sink. And there's like no music playing, no nothing. You complete the mission and you just kind of sit there and like, wow, this is very heavy. I don't know. Incredible storytelling for me. Yeah. That's... I, I, I yeah, go, go ahead, Paul. I was just saying, that's the stuff I love in this game is like the more like down to earth moments where it's like yeah a lot of times spider-man's just going around helping people and it does feel kind of weird because there's like these much bigger threats but 
I do like that there are moments where it comes down to earth like that. Yeah. Um, the other moment for me is not a down to earth moment, but my other favorite moment is the Sanctum Sanctorum, getting the mm-hmm. Wand of Watum, all the portals. Uh, Black Cat is stealing the Wand of Watum to transport uh, herself to France, but she can't quite figure out how to make it work. And you play as Miles in this mission, who has never met the Black Cat before. And, man, what a fun set piece that was, flying through the portals and to the point where eventually you you end up in Antarctica mm-hmm. and are, like, web-swinging near glaciers and stuff. And... Yeah. I mean, Ed... I, oh, go ahead. I was sad that it's the only Black Cat, like, interaction in the game. Yeah, she, like, yeah. calls you later, but that's it. And give us the Black Cat in Paris game. Yeah. And then Black Paris heist game. Yeah. The the icing on the top of that scene is Miles moles over like, hey, I've still got the wand of Wat- Watum. This could be a cool mm-hmm. thing for me to use. And you like sit there thinking, like, is this a mechanic? Are we like gonna fly through portals for the rest <laughs> of this game? Right. And Immediate the immediately the wand disappears and a note appears in his hands from Wong saying like sorry we just got back from Nepal uh, we'll be taking this back now and it's just like a nice yeah. little nod of like all right there are other other people in this New York besides spider people but they still don't help when the entire city is over <laughs> yeah. <us> <laughs> Uh, th- th- thanks for your help, Spider-Man. We we were gone uh, negotiating the licensing agreement for our game, so <laughs> here here here's a note. I, I so I don't know. I, I'm I'm still of two minds. I I always feel the weight of the main storyline hanging over my head uh, again i th- this has happened twice this year where i'm like practically sweating when i play this game because i know that there are more important things that i need to do uh like stop ganondorf uh or you know stop craven but i'm being forced to uh, help help this town decide between uh, whether they want to be a fashion town or an agricultural town, <laughs> um, and and in spite of that, there were two moments. Uh, even though the Howard one was it didn't hit quite as hard for me. Um, Probably my favorite, just like the most fun and the one that I thought made the most sense. Uh, I don't know, just a, as as a request was the visually impaired woman who said like there's a I don't know, there, there, there there's like a demon in my backyard or whatever or a lion. Mm, yeah. uh, and 
and you you find like the injured hunter drone thing uh and you know you make it good uh <laughs> genki floods its memory banks with like a hundred thousand videos of puppies or something and so it uh learns to act like a puppy and then it can be a companion for this woman. I I thought that was a really clever way of like tying in what's going on in the game, but you know, letting, letting you be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Um, and then I think the moment in the game where I was, uh, chastised a little bit by, by the game makers, some, some woman is like, help, help. I can't find my grandpa. I'm like, oh, uh, like, are are the New York City police just taking a day off? Like, why why are you calling me? Um, <laughs> so you, you know, you 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 swing around and you look for clues, and then you you find the grandfather, and he had just been, uh, uh, reminiscing all all day about his uh, late spouse and. He's talking about all of the memories that he had. And I, I literally like had a, you know, single teardrop moment <laughs> where, uh, you know, thinking about the love that I have for my spouse and, and just um, how important it is to be present. And I said right then, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm going to put down the video games. I'm not going to podcast for two and a half hours anymore. I'm, I'm going to <laughs> be completely in the moment for the rest of my life. Uh, and then I kept playing the game, and next thing I knew, it was 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was I, another hard-hitting yeah. moment for me, too. Right. Um, we, so you... you oh, oh go, go ahead. I was just going to say, we also got to mention the Haley mission. Another mm, incredible yes. mission. Haley, who is uh, deaf in this game, mm -hmm. and you play as her in a flashback and especially with headphones it's cool because all you kind of feel is the vibration of the controller mm -hmm. and there's just no, no other sound coming out um mm. and yeah it's a, a really cool perspective in a video game yeah i really liked that mission um yeah and I really liked being surprised at how many playable characters were in this game. There's actually, mm -hmm. like, isn't it five total that you actually play as? Uh, that sounds right. Venom, Peter Haley, Miles. both Spider-Man, yeah. yeah, and MJ. Yeah. Yeah, I loved, I loved that. And I think Haley in general was done really well in this game. Like she's, cause she's a wholly original character to these games, right? She's not from the comics. Yeah, at least no comics that I know of. Yeah. So yeah, they did a really good job of, um, bringing in a brand new character and, and establishing her to feel like she, you know, she fits along these characters with, you know. All this other history. Mm -hmm. 
there 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 is arguably a sixth playable character um that being the prototype b drone shooting <laughs> Fair. holographic Fair. uh yeah predators or pests Dinks. dual income <laughs> no kids man what what he said dinks back <laughs> what 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 a pull uh thank you to our to our other guest <laughs> our our fifth playable character in this episode <laughs> <laughs> there's this really immersive side quest where you can travel through the house uh and there's there's no sound the entire mission until you get to press the button to yell dinks <laughs> So one one other big pro that I liked um you know with with Spider-Man 1 you have the character of Otto Octavius who is this really sympathetic tragic figure which is what I think makes that game s- so great at, 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 at least one side of it right you 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 see this train wreck in real time and you feel bad um i feel like spider-man 2 was able to do that with multiple characters in this game um i think harry is obviously a very sympathetic character uh norman until the very end when he you know, kind of takes that hard left into like, ah, shut up, Peter. I hate Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> he, he's, he's just a protective father who, who will do anything to protect his son. Uh, and yeah, but like Craven, uh, was sympathetic in a way, uh, because of, you know, we, we, we learn a little bit about the cancer diagnosis and, I I thought it was a really satisfying way to close his story where um you know we 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 knew that Peter was never going to kill Craven but letting Venom take over finally kill Craven and you know Craven at at the end before he gets his head bit off saying like thank you you know I yeah. I've I I can I can die peacefully now. Um, yeah. They they yeah the the layers of storytelling I thought interacted well with one another, but also made it made made the the distinction between good and evil, or at least you know likable and not likable, a, a little bit less clear. I was very yeah. glad that Scorpion died because he was a dick. Uh, yeah, just <laughs> like he, you know, like Miles is trying to help everyone on the on on the ship, and you hear like, "Hey, Scorpion, you know, uh, stuck me in here and locked it." And so Miles, um, my, my, Miles tries to help him, and. It's Scorpion, of course, and he gets stung and, you know, whatever. I, I was like, this guy 
he's he's the worst. So then seeing <laughs> his admittedly very cool death, I was like, good. You know what? <laughs> one 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 less person that the raft has to worry about. Excellent. <laughs> but 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 these these other villains I'm I'm more, you know, conflicted on when it comes to their ultimate demise or you know, when when, when whenever Spider-Man has to square off against them. Oh, and and, and of course, Mr. Negative. Huge redemption arc. Loved his story throughout the game. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Also got to throw in Tombstone, who works at the carnival now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to end in four minutes. So just throwing that out there. If there's any <laughs> last things uh, we need to talk about. Um, I I will say, I think it was funny how much they teased, like, who is Venom? in this game it's not eddie brock and then and then it, it was just harry it was the most obvious so person that they had already teased i did not get the point of that in the marketing i i listened to a podcast with the the director of spider-man 2 and he was like yeah there was like a tease but i thought it was obvious yeah that, like i thought everyone kind of knew it was going to be harry but we kind of like changed the direction of like like we we just didn't answer the question directly right just said it's not Eddie Brock and he was like surprised at kind of the the response to that of like oh who People could it be like yeah to speculate <laughs> yeah well yeah it was funny but like yeah um he also mentioned that he talked with the uh the Spider-Verse people to see how they could connect it. And they ended oh, up going with like, uh, they were like, how can we do it? And they were like, well, we have this character that didn't actually make it into the movie you could use. And so that's how the, uh, the secretary lady made it in when you find all the spider bots. I really thought we were building up to an Oscar Isaac cameo with the spider bots. <laughs> yeah but that's fine no yeah. Oscar <laughs> well I thought it was going to be a Moon Knight cameo <laughs> next game yeah <laughs> uh, I guess that we can let's end with that what do you think the next game is oh. and I know there's probably answers to this now if you dig through all the leak stuff but I have not read the leak stuff so we can still just speculate. One one thing people are speculating on that I I think we should just kind of mention is they think that their Insomniac might be working on a Spider-Verse game. Yeah, I've heard that in yeah. the last couple of days. Yeah. And I don't think it will be connected to the Insomniac universe, but will just be a Spider-Verse story, which would be interesting. But uh I don't think the reason people think that is very valid. Uh, but anyways, next game. I mean, it's obviously Green Goblin. It's mm -hmm. the conclusion of at least Peter's story. Um, I think it will be a Peter is kind of retired, but comes out of retirement because he feels tied to 
this because it's Norman Norman, Norman. Osborn, yeah. yeah. Um, and 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 potentially Otto as well. Yes. Yes. And I I do wonder if they're setting up like maybe a Sinister Six element of it, but they kind of did that in the first game, so yeah. Yeah. Um, and they kind of killed some of them. I was gonna say yeah, Craven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, as far as like twists and turns and surprises i i'm not quite sure yeah okay I, do you go, think go they do a silk spin-off like they did miles to like introduce silk i don't think they mm. will so you think do you think she'll be playable in the next game or just like a support character like more like wraith hard to my, say my 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 take is that Silk will be a playable character. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, I would love for Silk to be a playable character because her her skill set is, at least in the comics, you know, like a, a, a lot different than Peter. I, I, she, right. she just has such an innate ability with like the spider stuff, whereas. I think in most iterations, Peter kind of has to discover his figure it out. Yeah, right, right. And 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 for hers, um, it's it's so much more like instinctual that she's she's able to, yeah, just have have a lot more power at her disposal. Even if you know, sometimes she might be a little more. Um, uh, I don't want to say flighty. It just P- Peter usually has like a game plan. Sometimes she just goes in guns blazing. But it would be fun to see how that style would translate into like moves and power sets. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I guess we shall see. Well, this was our review, or just our discussion, really, of Spider-Man Two. Uh, good good game good yeah, game good game very good, good game. game great game <laughs> yeah if you're still around and you've listened to all this and want to talk about it talk to us in discord or email us um yeah i'd love for more people to to play this and give us their thoughts uh yeah i think that's it have a happy chance time day thanks for coming to see james <laughs>